Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Jesse DePlant is here. Last week, we preached a sermon entitled The Secret Place, Part 1. This is Part 2. Do you know that God wants to meet with you? How about having a meeting with God? Alone? Yeah, just you and him talking stuff. What a blessing of God that is. And let me tell you something. He wants your undivided attention, and we should give him that. God, Jesus said, when you enter into that closet, let me tell you something. That's you and God coming together. And he will speak revelation like you've never seen before or never heard before in your life. Let's go to this wonderful sermon, The Secret Place, Part 2. Take a pencil and paper, write some notes. You're going to learn something about God today that you did not know about. Never brood over small misfortunes or disappointments. Why? They darken your surroundings. Never brood over small misfortunes. Sometimes things blow up or disappointments. Sometimes we have some disappointments. You don't brood over them. You don't deny them. You don't brood. Them. They darken your surroundings. See, you got to push the light. You've heard me say that many times. If you push the light, darkness won't have a place to manifest. Amen. Have you ever heard me, anybody watching me all over the world here said, we don't know what we're going to do. I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm not bragging about that. Why? Been in the secret place, been in the closet. Yes, sir. Now, there's been some times I say, Lord, I need to question some things. And he didn't, wasn't disturbed about it because sometimes you need to more than believe. You need to know. You got to get beyond belief. See, so perspective helps you. Your life, you see your life in true proportions. And, and when you see your life in true proportions, you do not brood over small misfortunes or disappointments simply because they darken your surroundings. Yeah, but Jesse, look at this. I don't want to look at that. I have the power to look at what I want to look at. It all has to do with what I want to do. It all has to do with what you want to do. Like Kathy the other day, she said, listen, Jesse, I want to go home. She said, I, I, I ordered something. I'm going to go get it now. I said, well, can we, can we, we're going to go out this afternoon late and we're going to go grab a bite to eat. We get, no, no, I want to go now. So she gave me a prophecy. Take a nap. <laughs> Which I received. So I went to one of my favorite chairs and, I did, and she went and get whatever she was, whatever she ordered, I don't know. I didn't know. It turned out to be some glasses, I think. I think the ones that he has on. Wait. So I said, she said, you like these glasses? Looking for perspective, awareness. I said, yeah. I said, they're prescription, right? Yeah. I said, she said, they're uh, designer frames. Is that what you say? Some kind of frame thing. Which means there's more money than I thought. <laughs> but I don't need to worry about it. Because she takes care of all that. You see, so I'm not going to brood over my misfortune. <laughs> I ain't going to tell you how much. But <laughs> why? Because she'll darken my surroundings. I know how to preach a point, ladies and gentlemen. You understand? I know how to get your attention. <laughs> yeah. The other day, uh, we went to eat at P.F. Change with Kevin and Kathy Zadai. They're great friends, spiritual sons and daughters. Got great ministry. You know, <laughs> we've been on diets, really watching ourselves. And Kevin, he ordered some combination fried rice with extra white onions and broccoli. He, he got he to make it different. 
And he's sitting there eating. I said, Lord, tell him to give me a piece of that meat. He did not obey. But I did not brood over my misfortune. <laughs> I disappointed. But I thought I said it, he went, oh yeah, but take what you want. Actually, I didn't need to ask. It's the same thing. Well, got, just take what you want. So I just, I don't ask Kathy. I just reach over with my fork and get some. And she says, I was going to eat that. I said, well, don't brood over your misfortune. I'll order you another order. Oh, then I'm going to eat too much. I said, my, you can't, you can't win for losing here. So, but so many people brood over those things. And it darkens the surroundings. Write this down. Your life must be reviewed under the light of God. That takes time and patience. Your life must be reviewed under the light of God. That takes time and patience. That's why you go to this secret place. He said, when you get in your closet, what God sees, you got to remember, God's in there waiting on him to talk to you. See, why? Why does God do? Because he don't want distractions. He wants to hear 100% of what you got to say. Isn't that wonderful? He's so interested in you because you're his child. Think about that. See, so it's more than just praying. It's more than just relationship. It's fellowship. Now you're doing something. God, I'm cutting out. That's what fasting's all about. It's not just so you can starve. You just shut down the natural generator and turn on the spiritual generator. Even Apostle Paul talked about uh, physical things, you know, and married life. In other words, sometimes you have to separate yourself from your wife or your husband, you know, so y'all don't get together and fast and pray. In other words, he wants your undivided attention. Kathy wants my undivided attention sometimes. See, well, she doesn't know I hear everything she says. And a lot of times while she's talking, I'm thinking, she said, are you listening to me? Yes, you want me to repeat it? That makes her mad. Now, I said, I can repeat it word for word. I heard it all. Well, look at me when, well, sometimes when, if you ever know someone when they start thinking about something, they'll do this. She don't like that. My mind gets to thinking, so, you know, I'll look off somewhere. She wants that undivided attention. Your life must be reviewed under the light of God. This takes time and patience. Now, who don't want it yesterday? Everybody wants it yesterday. My God, we're Americans. We like fast food. We like it all fast. We, we, we actually save slow and spend fast. We like it fast. Just burn it all. That was one thing I always did when I went on vacations was spend all I brought. I wasn't going to save it to pay a bill. I used to go with my brother-in-law, Deborah and Jules. These are when the kids were little. And that would be little Jules and Ryan and Julie. And of course, Jody, they were little girls, little kids, you know. And they loved, they said, we want to go with Uncle Jesse. Because as soon as we got in that van, like we might go to Destin, I turned around and said, okay, where are we going to stop and eat at? Well, it's not ready. It, it, it ain't, we ain't ready for lunch yet. I said, no, I'm talking ice cream and cake and, and candy. Oh, they say, pull over. 
By the time I got them to Destiny, they were on sugar highs. <laughs> and it might be the last day. And I said, I got $100 left. Let's burn it. I don't want to go home. I worked all year long for that vacation. I worked hard. You see what I'm saying? Save money so I can have a good time. I'm not going to go home. He said, well, I'm going to try to save money. No, 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 no. Now, well, sometimes I enjoy, I love raw onions. You know, the kind that's, what they call them things? Them shallots. You know, they, they long. But the problem I have when I eat those things, they make me burp. And they went in the back of the van. Kill them, man. I eat a whole shallot. They go, oh, open up. They get so mad. And sometimes I had a van in those days, didn't have no seats in the back. And no windows. And no windows. <laughs> so I'd say, well, get some lawn chairs. Y'all just sit back there. They can play, the kids can play on the carpet. But I'd do it on purpose. <laughs> and they go flying up against the wall. It was all carpeted. Hanging on, and I just enjoyed myself <laughs> with my shallots. <laughs> Sometimes it got so bad, they said, let's stop and have an ice cream so they can get away from that onion smell. I like onions. I always have like onions. You see, and, 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 but I, when I got home, I could give you good memories of my vacation. And if I flew out, I said, I want enough money to get my car out the parking lot. And they said, how was your vacation? It was wonderful. Now, the reason why I did that, I reviewed that vacation before I went on it. I put it under the light. So I knew what I was going to do. I knew I was going to have a good time. And it takes time and patience to do those things. So remember this, you're going to get it. It's kind of like when you're growing up, you just can't wait to be 18. Oh, God. You know, it takes 35 years to become 18. <laughs> I mean, yeah, young people, come oh, on. Nah. Boy, but when you pass 25, it begins to speed up, don't it? All of a sudden, you're 50. You said, Lord, put the slowdown. No. <laughs> Why? Your mindset changes. See, so the secret place produces awareness and produces perspective. And it gives you concentration of thought that you now hear God. And I love these points coming up. Ready for this? In quietness. God speaks. If we listen patiently and honestly, in the quietness, in quietness, God speaks. Even when there's a Holy Ghost meeting going on like crazy, people shouting, screaming, it's that still small voice that grabs that attention. In quietness, he speaks. That's why Jesus, that's what Jesus was saying. Get to your closet, get to your secret place. Because i got some wonderful things to talk about. And he'll tell you your whole future. If we listen patiently and honestly, that's a wonderful thing. Write this down. In quiet times, well, let me go back up to that other point, then I'll come to this. So you write it down. In quietness, God speaks if we listen patiently and honestly. What is he saying? Now, this other point. In quiet times, the convictions of our faith strengthens its hold on us. In quiet times, the conviction of our faith strengthens its hold on us. My God, now 
Faith is the substance of things hopeful, evidence of things not seen. So I don't care how long it takes because my faith is in the now. That faith is strengthened. That conviction is strengthened. And it takes hold of you. That all you can think about is that faith, that thread of the fabric of God clothes that clothes you. It strengthens. I love that. It's hold on you. I've had people say, but Jesse, you're so strong on it. Well, I've been in the quiet times. I've been in the quiet places. And what it did, it strengthened my conviction more. And it, it holds me more. So when I see something uh, that I don't want to see, like hurricanes and stuff like that, instead of going, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I mean, I mean, it's terrible what's happening in Lake Charles and things like that. But I remember in, uh, when Hurricane Audrey hit Cameron. Anybody remember that? Over 400 people died. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. I remember Hurricane Betsy, 1965, coming up the mouth of the Mississippi River. Hurricane Camille, 1969. These things are emblazoned in my mind when it hit Bluxy and those areas. It was terrible. But you know, you go to Bluxy, it still looks pretty good. They rebuilt it. And some people left, can't handle it. And, and that's okay. You can, you can move. That's not the issue. You got to go where you feel God wants you to go, where you feel peace at. But if you're running from trouble, it's going to follow you. It'll show up in Portland, Oregon. It'll show up in the craziest place you ever thought. See, but if you defeat it, having done all the stand, stand therefore, it'll get away from you instead of getting close to you. So, in the secret place, God has an opportunity or in the secret place God has an opportunity to become real to us think about that so there you have awareness perspective opportunity in the secret place God has an opportunity to become real to us is God real to you or is your religion real I'm Baptist I'm Methodist I'm Episcopalian I'm Presbyterian I'm Pentecostal Woo, I'm charismatic. Where's it God and all this stuff? Has God become real to you? You know how you know when he's real? When everything's going wrong, not when everything's going right. <clears throat> Anybody can talk faith when you got a pocket full of money. It's when, oh my God, how are we going to do this? In the secret place, God has an opportunity to become real to us. Why? Because in quietness he speaks. If we listen patiently and honestly, in quiet times, the convictions of our faith strengthens its hold on us. I got to stay on that for a minute. See, I know so much about it that I have a hard time getting sick. When you saw me sick? Better you've been knowing me a long time, huh? Since we kids, what, 13, 14, maybe even earlier than that, I guess. Oh, Lord Jesus. Is it because I'm better than you? No, it's just that what happened is, in those secret places, that faith, man, it's, those convictions of it strengthens and holds me more. I mean, I don't like disappointments. I don't like misfortunes. I've had some, but I don't brood over them. You ever notice a lot of preachers always preach the bad stuff that happened to them? You ever heard of testimonies? Anybody got a good one? Yeah, the devil been beating my brains out always. Shut up. I don't want to hear all that. Then right at the end, but the Lord 
So you gave Satan all his glory, and then finally you said, and God. I remember one time I went preaching Jennings, Louisiana. Me and Kathy and Meredith. No, Meredith, my, my, my grandbaby. Jody. Jody was little. What, uh, five, six, something like that? When I got there, I said, uh, do y'all have evangelistic quarters? Yes. Oh, I said, because we you know, thought we were going to get a hotel. The evangelistic quarters was a Sunday school room. He said, you and Sister Kathy, your daughter can sleep on the floor. Am I right? I've slept on the floor before. Me and my brother, we slept in an eight-foot wide, 32-foot trailer on the floor. I turned out all right. I looked at that. And if you want to go to the bathroom, you have to walk down the hall. So me and Kathy, we did not blink. You know why? Our faith has strengthened its hold on us. So we slept on the floor. I slept with one eye and one eye, one eye closed, one eye open, watching them roaches. <laughs> so they wouldn't bite Kathy or bite Jody. Oh, they didn't care. You know what was their reason? Scriptural. Thou hast to endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. I don't have to go through hard times to be a good soldier. Good soldiers have good character, whether it's hard times or good times. But it's the truth. Yet I didn't get mad about it. I said, well, they just missed an opportunity for the blessing of God in their life. That's a true story, ladies and gentlemen. I'll never forget it. But the convictions of my faith were strengthened. Now, you know, I was just starting out in the ministry. See, that's what happens when you go to that secret place. See, when it's you and God. Listen, when you go to that place, God has an opportunity to become real to you. You know, I slept on that floor, but God did too. He never leaves me or forsaken me. Now, I, I would have never... I would have never done that, especially with your wife and a child, but it didn't make any difference, you know. Why? Because when you're in that secret place, when you and God are speaking together, a calmness comes upon you. You're not worried about what's around you. Think about that. I've been through some tough times. I've been through some great times, and he's been there both the times. I mean, both times, every time. He never leaves me or forsakes me. I love how Jesus went to the secret place himself. You know, Jesus always went up and said, I got to go talk to my father. He knew how important it was to meet with God alone. What do you mean alone? You and Jesus, one-on-one. -on -one. Hello, Jesus. Hi, Jesse. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? See, this is more than religion. Reli I, let me tell you something about religion. It's a garden of weeds. It's a theological wilderness. It's caused more wars, more strife. But when you come together with Christ... Oh, Lord Jesus, in the secret place. All the cares of the world can't get to you. It's you and him, one-on-one, -on -one, just talking to each other. That's called love, ladies and gentlemen. That's what this sermon's about, the secret place. I hope you get it today. There's so much more in the message that we can't bring you due to time constraints on television. I encourage you right now to go to jdm.org to order the full message of A Secret Place. I'm telling you, you'll be blessed. Can I pray for you right now? If this program has touched you, I want to pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I minister healing right now, salvation, financial blessing, every area that anybody needs in their life. I call it done, and I have the power of attorney to use the name of Jesus, and I use it now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. What a simple prayer. 
Don't have to be long. It can be long. But you see, it just stays simple because all the hard things are simple when you and God are together. Think about that. I mean, you think about Moses. He's got all these millions of people behind him. and He's walking to a Red Sea. And and here comes the Pharaoh's army. They're going to kill him. What are you going to do? But you see, Moses had been on top of that mountain in that secret place. And guess what happened? The Red Sea opened. Why? God started walking. And brother, when God started walking, things get out the way. So do that. Get into that secret place. And you'll be so blessed. And you'll have, you'll form more than your relationship but a fellowship. I'm starting to preach here. I can't help myself. Now stay right there. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word to you. The show's not over yet. I just get excited. I can't help but preach the word of God every time I get a chance. Watch this. I'll be right back. There's a world that needs to be saved. Our mission is to preach the gospel of Jesus to that world. That is why we here at Jesse the Planet's Ministries believe the unbelievable and operate in the impossible. God is continuing to direct us to expand our outreach to more people in more places and through more ways than ever before. We are advancing into the frontiers of ministry to change more lives through one simple question. Do you know Jesus. Listen to me, it is beginning. The light of Jesus is shining higher and brighter and further than ever. People from all over are responding to the message of Jesus. Nothing can stop the light of God's love from reaching people and changing lives. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jesse the Plants. I got a new DVD. I still like DVDs. They're blessing. It's called The Secret Place. Jesus said when you enter into your closet, you know, you need to have that one-on-one thing with God Almighty. Why? Because cares of this world will try to absorb you. You don't need to be absorbed. Let Christ in you. Get this today. How do you do it? By going to jdm.org. All the art information is there. Get it today. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this program is designed with you in mind, every part of it, from the minute it starts to the minute it ends. But when it ends on your television, it doesn't end here. 
Why? Because me and Kathy, we pray for all our partners. We ask for partners in this ministry. We're not hurting financially whatsoever at all. I want every one of you to know that. My Lord, in 45 years of preaching, we've never had a financial deficit. I said it uh, last week. I'll say it again. I may say it forever. The reason why is because I trust you to hear God's voice to support this ministry. You trust me to take your partnership and put it in the right place for God's kingdom. Then both of us trust God to walk day by day just loving who he is. And it's just such a blessing. So partners, I thank you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I want to pray for my partners right now. Father, I ask you to bless my partners with a 30, 60, 100 fold and a thousand time return. Each and every one of them, Lord. Lord, they understand what we've been wanting to do and what we are doing in this ministry. Thank you, Lord, that you gave us that revelation to believe the unbelievable, receive the impossible because it's doable. I thank you for it. I believe you for it. And I call it done that the hundredfold is coming to every partner today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I enjoy praying for my partners. And I'm telling you, me and Kathy, there is not a day go by that we do not pray for you. And I mean that sincerely. We consider you our extended family. See, and that's just a blessing of the Lord. I mean that sincerely. Also, for your June partnership, you can get my message back. Pop. Now, it's, this is not the title of it, but it's back by popular demand. It's one of the finest messages I ever preached. This is what the church world said. This is what businesses say. It's entitled Fragments. Waste not. You want not. Your riches are in your fragment. I'm telling you, you'll be blessed. Go to JDM.org for all the ordering information. I mean that sincerely. You'll be blessed. Once again, partners, I can't thank you enough for what you do for this ministry. You know, I, I, I try to think of ways in which to say thank you. I, I, how do I do it, you know? Then I realize, I guess the greatest thank you I can say is to do the work of the ministry, to keep it going. You know, people ask me all the time, boy, but just your hair's white. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but it's still there. Yeah, <laughs> praise God. Thank you, Jesus. It don't look like retirement is in my vocabulary or in my life whatsoever at all. And I could retire. I mean, that's not the issue. But there are just too many people that need to hear the word of the Lord. I mean that sincerely. And we bring joy. Oh, do we bring joy. We, we go into a place, we just knock out discouragement, discontentment, despondency, and we give them the joy of the Lord, which is the strength of God. So partners, thank you for helping me do that, okay? Don't miss next week's show. Hallelujah, I've got you on my mind. I'll be praying for you all week, and I mean that. It's one of the greatest sermons I ever preached in my life. Fragments, waste not, you'll want not. Your riches are in your fragments, so don't miss next week. Bye-bye. A vision always starts with a dream. Do you see yours? Break free from the boundaries of natural thinking and ignite your vision. Your vision isn't where you are, it's where you're going. Faith and divine direction can bring it to completion. Your vision is calling you. Make your vision a living reality. Jesse Duplantis' 2021 Visionary Conference, July 15th and 16th. Did you know that doubt is a habit? Yes, it is. You aren't born a doubter. You learn to doubt over time. In my book, I Never Learned to Doubt, you will learn something. And what is that? To go back in time and regain what was lost so that you can enjoy more peace, more joy, more favor, and more blessing. The wonder of faith is a pure thing. It's a childlike thing. And faith is the only thing that God responds to. When you never learn to doubt, life is so much better. I Never Learned to Doubt, it's my new book. Get it today. 
Jesse Duplantis Ministries is reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time more than ever before online. So like us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and stay connected to all the exciting things happening at Jesse Duplantis Ministries. You may have been believing God for something and your blessing is right in front of you, but because you, you can't see it because it's all in pieces and fragments, but if you put them together, there'll be more than enough to handle what you believe in. The fragments are useless when they are apart, but gather them together and you will see that there are riches in the fragment. 